temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Welcome to the best of the Joe Show, where weeknights from 6 to 7, we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hope you're doing good. I am Dan Day. Got lots of goodies for you tonight. Singer John Sakata catches up with Dan Lebetard and the guys. Also, Joe Rose gets to talking with the great Jim Nance about the Dolphins' upcoming season and his backyard, of all things. Then finally, Hawk and Crowder, joined by Miami Dolphins beat writer for the Miami Herald, Adam Beasley, who is the bee's knees, and maybe, just maybe, Hawk and Crowder's executive producer, Alex Solana, will stop in to drop some knowledge. But right now, I want to drop some bee's knees headlines on you. The NFL's 100th season opens tonight when the Packers take on the Bears at 820. The Dolphins get things started Sunday versus the Ravens at 1 from Hard Rock Stadium. Listen to both the games here on 560 The Joe WQAM. This Saturday's Canes-Tar Heels matchup will pit Manny Diaz against Mack Brown, a coach who once released Diaz from his staff. Pre-game from Chapel Hill starts at 4, kickoff at 8. The Pirates concluded a three-run, ninth-inning rally with a walk-off single to defeat the Marlins 6-5 last night. The two play again tonight in Pittsburgh at 7.05. Heat owner Mickey Arison has pledged $1 million for Dorian Bahamas relief. The Heat opened their season against Memphis on October 23rd. A couple of international soccer friendlies to keep an eye on tomorrow. Brazil versus Colombia from Hard Rock Stadium, while the U.S. national team faces off with Mexico at MetLife Stadium. In New Jersey, both kickoffs are at 8.30. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A Knoxville man was recently arrested for riding a horse down the road drunk one night and proceeding to fall off. Arrested? I thought drunk falling off a horse was par for the course in Tennessee. Now, I'd like to say this would never happen to me, but the guy even kind of looks like me. Check him out on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. A rooster named Maurice has won a case in French court, pitting him against vacationing neighbors. Apparently, many visitors did not like Maurice's loud early morning crowing, but the court decided to let the rooster crow. Good night, or morning, or whatever. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is partly cloudy with temperatures in the high 80s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more info. Dan Lebetard, a legendary radio personality in Miami. John Sakata, a legendary singer and entertainer from Miami. They met up earlier today, and Sakata started repping Hialeah, also talking about performing with Luciano Pavarotti, how he found his fountain of youth, and some sports betting insight. Some years we win, some we lose with our gambling segment involving uh, random people from celebrity. Uh, last year we lost to Colin Coward. 
we were 48, 48 and three. He was 46, 32 and two. The reason we won more games than him, but lost 16 more games than him is because we were chasing and continued to have celebrities make more and more picks. And we failed because of the Baldwins, basically. The entire uh, Baldwin family, Alec, Daniel, Billy. Except Beth. Really, when you break it down, the Wahlbergs were The terrible. Wahlbergs also heard us, 7-15-1. But yeah, now... These Hollywood families, uh, we, they're, they're blocked. I miss Marlon Wayans. Mar- he was 8-2. Marlon's two. fine. The Wayans are okay by us. So I do not know if this man, who has won three Grammy Awards, he's sold more than 20 million albums... I do not know if uh, he knows football or not, but we'd like to welcome him. 20 million albums? Wow. <laughs> You're surprised by that? That's a lot of albums. <laughs> yes. Are you surprised by that, John Sakata? And thank you for joining us. Are you surprised that you have sold 20? 20- it's John Sakata? <laughs> what? Oh, I saw you play Danny Zuko on Broadway once. I, I actually did. Yeah, we know. We saw it. I was the first uh, Cuban Danny Zuko in Greece, which was, uh, for me, it was a big deal at the time. Uh, and, um, yeah, to albums, 20 million, you know, when, when albums still were sold uh, in the way that uh, my career started, you know. I've been doing this, uh, I guess, close to three years, so it's been a it's been a blessing, man. It's been a great, great ride. So, and I do know a little bit of football, so I am a fan. I am a fan of the sport. <laughs> okay, we will get to that in a second. But uh, so, could you have imagined any of this? What was happening in your life when you were a teacher at Miami Dade College? Yeah, you know, I I'm, I grew up in the in South Florida. This community means so much to me. So I I'm a product of. Um, Everything that deals with uh, being raised in Hialeah, Florida, as a Cuban American, I uh, and I've I've done it all. I attached to this uh, to who I am as a musician. It all started here in Miami. I went to to, to school at the University of Miami. I, I taught for a while. I worked the clubs. I did recording sessions. I did jingles. I did it all. And um, so I've always been very very proud of um, who I am, how I started, uh, the friends that I. The people that I've known and the friends that I've made in the business, all musician friends and and guys that uh, that for the most part I still work with and and everything that started that, that really that kind of got my, got my career going. It all it all started here when I made the Estefans, of course. And but I still remember those uh, you know being a teacher and and doing everything that I needed to do to just uh, be the best musician that I could be. Can you tell us what your life in Hialeah was like? Because Hialeah is a it's a funny place. It's an unusual place. There isn't any place like it in my, in uh, the United States. That is very true. It's got its own set of street numbers uh, attached to the rest of the city. Um, I went to Hialeah High School. It was uh, uh, again diversity, ethnic diversity, very Hispanic oriented, uh, especially when I grew up, and I think it still is. And I love it. I love the fact that uh, uh, my traditions, my uh, uh, my, my Latin traditions, I was able to kind of harness them, still living in Hialeah. Uh, I mean, I remember my first CD had come out, and I was still living in Hialeah. There was so much stuff going on with my, uh, with what, what was going on with me and traveling and everything, and I I loved it. I loved the fact that I, 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 I love where I live. I love where I kind of grew up as a musician, and um, and um, and everything that I am is, you know, it all started there. Um and I, uh, we still have uh, my family. We still have a lot of interest in Hialeah. I, we, I, you know, it's, uh, it will always be, and it still is South Florida Hialeah. It's, um, it means everything to me. John Cicada with us on ESPN Radio. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, your? 
father's experiences in Cuba and how it is that you ended up over here? Yeah, you know, I think um, the uh, the Cuban American experience, especially from for my my parents, my father, he was a political prisoner in the '60s. It was a, a different time, different type of culture, or was going on in Cuba at the time. He when he tried to leave at the time, it was uh, it was illegal to do it in the, in that way. Uh, was put in prison. We eventually were able to leave legally. We had to come to a different, actually, a different way than to to be able to come to the states directly. We we didn't have anybody here to uh, to claim us to to sponsor us. Um, uh, and uh, so we went to Spain, went to Costa Rica. So that journey as immigrants that uh, really meant a lot to us uh, in terms of just the struggles of of wanting a better life and knowing that. Um, that in the end, uh, it was always our dream to be able to have the opportunity to come to the, to the United States, and and we did. And I, uh, again, I will always be very thankful to uh, all those sacrifices and things that my uh, my parents went through for for us to eventually have and have the opportunity of the American dream. You, you've toured with some legends like Pavarotti, ranging from Pavarotti to Sinatra. What is the most awed you've been uh, touring around the country? I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. They got the tour with John oh. Sakata. <laughs> no, guys, nice. thank you. I, uh, I've been very, very blessed, man. Very, very blessed and very lucky, very fortunate to have worked with some great talents. And I, I will say that I think the singing with, with Pavarotti was probably – the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done because uh, this is the the, uh, the the biggest tenor on the on the planet and uh, classic tenor and I <laughs> and it was in his hometown in, in Italy and with a 120 piece orchestra and I'm there you know at the beginning of my career trying to <laughs> stand next to Pavarotti singing this classic piece called Granada and I'm like and all I'm trying to do is just survive the moment and enjoy it at the same time and um, moments like that I'll never forget. And of course, having my name next to Sinatra, that's something that, as a musician for me, studying music, uh, another legend, another icon, just to have my voice recorded next to his. Again, things that I, uh, I, I can never forget, attached to opportunities, things that happened so early on in my career. John Cicada with us for tickets, tour dates, and information on his new album. Visit johncicada.com. Uh, John, the key to being 57 and looking 27 is what? <laughs> uh, exercise, you know, supplements, whatever we need to do, especially getting older. I think discipline, you know, uh, commitment, uh, lifestyle decisions. For me, that's always been a big deal, uh, to try to do whatever I need to do to eat as well as I can, especially when I travel and and exercise um, as, as as effective as I can. That that means a lot to me. You know, going to the gym it still does. And then after that, you know, just knock on wood that God keeps me, keeps giving me the health to be able to keep doing it. You know. For tickets, tour dates, and information on his new album, visit johncicada.com. Go ahead and play the open mic. And now it is time for Celebrity Prognosticator. Let's win some money. Oh, I hope he wins. I have so many John Sakata questions. We are back. Man. He has uh, toured with Pavarotti, and that's how we give him music to start this segment. We didn't even get to the fact that he might do the Super Bowl halftime show this year, Dan. Oh, wait a minute. Are you going to do the Super Bowl halftime show? Break some news on here, Sakata. Boys, I don't. I, I wish I had. You know, I've, uh, I haven't gotten the call yet. No. Not from Jay Z. Okay, better come. Better come. It's got to come. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Rams at Panthers. Panthers plus two and a half. Uh, who does uh, these lines are provided by Caesars? Who does John Sakata have? I think it's the best. Uh, actually, it's a very fair. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, point uh, spread. 
Absolutely, very fair for Carolina. I think that uh, you know you're talking about the Rams, man. This is this is uh, in the in the NFC one of the most dominant teams. Uh, you know, golf. You know, he's got a brand new deal. Uh, Gurley probably, hopefully, you know, he's going to come back as strong as uh, as he can. You know, based on whatever health issues he had last year. You're really uh, keeping us in suspense oh here. God. We don't know which I way you're going to go. Rams, but I'm not sure. Sakata, uh, I didn't know you wanted to be an ESPN gas bag. Who do you have? Carolina, man. Oh, wow. Carolina plus two and a half. Biggest bet of the weekend. Thank you, John. Ravens at Dolphins. Dolphins plus six and a half. They're clearly tanking your hometown team. Who do you have? You know, this is painful because, unfortunately, I have to, you know, think with whatever I know about the sport and the intelligence that I have as a fan, and I can't I can't do it with my heart. So, unfortunately, as a Dolphin fan, I wish that I could say that my team is going to win that game, but I, I know that they're, they're not, and <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Okay, you know, and that's and that's a, a sad reality, man. And I think as a Dolphin fan, it's Dorian, the Darius Rucker saying with a hoodie, you know, hoodie and the Blowfish, man, it's going to be another year. They always make you cry. A lot of Dolphins yeah. cry because yeah. you know it's just a lot, again the, the growing process, uh, new coaching staff. Uh, Great new players, but still they just have to grow into whatever's going on. A lot of leadership left, so it's going to be a tough year for my Dolphins. All right, you know what? John? Should he take the Ravens? Hold on, hold on. No, no, he took the Ravens. John, we're going to leave you right there. Can you come back because we're up against the break, and you clearly want to talk about these games. So we're going to give you another chance to talk about the games. Yes. So John Sakata is with us. What happened? Uh, Rams at Panthers plus two and a half. I heard you were screaming that the pick was wrong. What happened, Sakata? I blooped it, man. I blooped it. I was so involved talking about the spread, and I'm like, I said, you know, the Panthers. But no, no, of course, the Rams. Yeah, you kidding? The Rams are going to win that game. And it's, but it's, but the spread, I think, is fair. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a test to, to let's see how Cam deals with uh, coming back with all those injuries. I think it's going to be a good game. And we're still not certain on the Dolphins and Ravens. I think you no, want, like, I'm, you don't think the Dolphins no, are going to win, certain. but it might be close. No, he picked the Ravens. The Ravens, right? The Dolphins are going to lose. And they're going to lose. lose. They're, they're going to lose by more than more than six and a half. Yes. By more than six and a half points. I think so. Okay. Washington right. at Eagles. Eagles minus ten. Who does John Cicada have? Uh, that's a, that's an easy one. I think the uh, the Eagles are going to definitely win that game and uh, another really uh the spread calls it right uh the, the redskins man they're their challenge i think both gruden gruden brothers they're they're challenged in their own ways but i think jay gruden man he's got a he's got a tough um a tough team to 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 try to survive with uh, again and i think that um yeah play, playing at uh, <laughs> playing at philly uh and with a loaded eagles team yeah, there's no way. They, they don't have a chance. All right, they so the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles yeah, are the pick. will put it on the poll. As John Cicada said, are the Gruden brothers challenged? Uh, Colts at Chargers, Chargers minus six and a half. Who do you have? Yeah, that's uh, the Chargers are also going to win that game. And I and probably I think that the, the spread is going to be bigger than that. But I, you know what? I feel for this kid, Brissett, because with everything that's going on over the last few weeks, and what a, what a tester. I mean, for for a brand new quarterback, and I, <laughs> you going, you know, they're going to get a, a great going against a great team, you know, a veteran Rivers. There's there's no way that they can even have a chance. So I think, uh, yeah, uh, by far the Chargers are going to going to take that one. Right. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Who does John Cicada have? This is my my wrench 
upset for the week. Oh, oh wow. look out. Now, is, wow. that a, is that a monkey wow. wrench or is it a bet the ranch? Absolutely. With a highly I accent. Believe, <laughs> I think there's something that tells me in my in the gut of my heart. Oh, I love it. That I, that I think that the Giants, they have nothing to lose, uh, so much to prove. You're talking about still a quarterback, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he might be at the fourth quarter of his career, but he's <laughs> he's got a lot to prove to himself. They they have one of the most dynamic you know running backs in the game with Barkley. They have a chance. I think Zeke is not going to be up to speed to you know football speed yet, and they, he shouldn't have to be because he just hasn't played football. And I think that you know the Giants can it's a low scoring game back back and forth. Whoever has last possession. It's a field goal away, and right. I think the Giants can do it. All right. Your heart has a gut? That sounds like a top ten song, John. If you want to get to the <laughs> studio right now, the, the gut of my heart is something like that, that you can make into music, musical brilliance and profit. Listen, man, I wish I could say that for my Dolphins this week, but I, I can't. No. You know? But I, I can say that for the Giants. There you go. All right, All right. So thank you for being on with us. Again, if you want tickets, tour dates, information, he puts on a good show, new album, visit johncicada.com. Thank you, sir. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. John Cicada. That's as close as I can get to singing like that angel. He's got a great voice. John Cicada. Of course, you can hear Dan Lebitard weekdays from 10 to 1 right here at 560 The Joe, WQAM. For more details, head to our website, wqam.com, and check us out on Twitter at 560 WQAM. And of course, every morning we wake you up with a cup of Joe. Earlier this morning, Joe Rose caught up with the Jim Nance, and they maybe, just maybe, set up a play date. That's next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. I am a Dan Day, and from 6 to 7 on weeknights, I run back some of the best audio you've heard on this station, 560 The Joe WQAM, just in case you missed it or you wanted to hear it again. Happy birthday to Freddie Mercury. He was born on this day in 1946. Don't know who he is? You're listening to his music. Still don't know who he is? Well, he was only the featured subject of the highest-grossing music movie of all teen time, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Freddie Mercury, you are missed. Unfortunately, passed away in 1991. Let's get back to sports, though. Every morning on this radio station, Joe Rose and his team gets you going from 6 to 10. Earlier today, they caught up with national sports correspondent Jim Nance. Jim Nance thinks the Dolphins are sensational? Also, he talks about his legendary par three backyard, and he and Joe Rose kind of set up a play date. From CBS, Jim Nance, good morning. Welcome to the show, and thank you for coming on. We're not going to talk to you a lot this season, I'm assuming, because of the Dolphins. Yeah. But thank you for making time today for us. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, we're going to be talking a lot in the years to come. I know that. We just You just got to get through some stormy seas here for, for the short term. But uh, Joe, Zach. It's good to be with you guys. Joe, it's been ages since I've seen my buddy. Uh, I hope you're doing well, and, and uh, good luck on this season, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, thank you. I'm, I'm just curious because you, you know what's going on down here, and you know the Dolphins are, are loaded uh, in the draft the next two years. Uh, what are your thoughts about what they've done and, and looking forward to doing in the future? Sensational moves. Seriously. 
it's the way you got to play it. I know it, it maybe isn't what you want here uh, in the coming fall. Who knows? Play it out. Let's see what happens. Right. Uh, Brian's going to come in and try to make his mark on this on this franchise. I think he already is. But it's not only all those draft picks that you're talking about. It's going to be the salary cap's going to be in great shape as well. So, uh, you know, you got to purge a little bit. That's what they're going through. Realistically, if you don't make these trades, is this team ready to go out and take that division this year? No. Because there's still that team up there north that's pretty darn good. And the two Bs are still around. You know, Belichick and Brady, they're going to do their thing again. I mean, they're still the team to beat. So you might as well kind of get reorganized, figure out what you're going to do, and get ready whenever that day comes. And I'm not trying to predict it and, and, and tell you that it's next year or two years from now when Brady and Belichick both decide they want to start the countdown clock for Canton. But it's going, you know, it can't be that far away uh, just looking at the ages. So at what point are you going to be ready to make a serious move to claim that, put your stake in the ground and take that division and be a serious contender for that division and beyond for 10 years after that? And this is the way you do it. You start building a foundation. You start getting the places, pieces in place. And, uh, yeah, you're going to go through the draft a couple of times over, load up with great young talent. You're also going to have the freedom to go out and sign guys that are top-tier free agents. Don't overlook that. I mean, you don't have – you're way under the cap. That's going to bring benefit here in a couple of years. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of trips for Tony and I in uh, the years to come down in Miami. All right, so we just got to stay patient, and we got to stay in the game. No matter what age stay I am, patient, I got I to keep going. There you go. Grow. Grow. Groom yeah. these young guys. They're right. going to be a part of that foundation. Go out and play. Try to win games. You'll win games. You know, just don't expect that you're going to take the division. Go win some games, but um, – you know, get ready to start putting it all together the way you want to construct it. Hey, uh, I got to ask you a question just away from football before because I talked about it this morning knowing that uh, you were coming on. How cool is that in your backyard with that par three and oh. Phil Mickelson <laughs> chipped that thing in? And I was going, I should have been there. I should have been having a cocktail in the back with Jim Nance right there. <laughs> that was well, awesome. We've had uh, some good times with that. It's it's a little more than a chip shot. It's uh, because you've got these calibrated golf balls that go half the distance. The shot is 53 yards. Okay. So, uh, but depending on the pin placement, I've got four hole locations. But <laughs> That's if awesome. you, if you uh, yeah, I've got all the tournament hole locations. <laughs> so uh, the the hole is uh, is as close of a replica as you can come to number seven at Pebble Beach. Uh, it, it, it putts exactly the same. The dimensions, everything about it is half, half the size. The bunkers are half the size. The green is half the size. The vertical drop is half the, 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 the vertical drop. And the golf balls go half the distance. So it's the shot that you would play off a of seven. And, uh, Joe, you got to come out here, man. You've been talking about making know. this trip out here for a I, long time. I know. And we get uh, out but there. It was cool. Jim, I got to tell you, so I get out there, and the wife says, you're not actually going to go bother Jim Nance. I go, no, he's, he's told me for years to come see him. And she goes, no, you're, you're not doing that. It's so awkward. He's gonna, you're going to look like another football fan. And, and it, she, I should, just, I she should, demoralized I me. It just killed me right there, Jim. It killed me. I, I should end this conversation right now. I am so upset that you were out here in my neighborhood and right. you didn't call me. Uh, we had a pact that you were going to do that. I know. I know. I go out to yeah. Northern California and see family, and we end up going down there. And then I go, I got one I guy to believe. see down here. I can't believe it. Can you imagine? I really, truly, I'm not kidding. 
I really was, you know, I just figured you never made the trip. Yeah. He was at we your are, front uh, door. We he was afraid to knock. We, I slept in the front <laughs> there one time. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> we are uh, we are constantly uh, joined by by friends that are visiting. It's a Pebble Beach is a is a popular destination point. Particularly the summer gets very busy. But uh, it would have it would have happened. You know, oh, as long man. as I was here, we definitely would have had a little glass of the calling and and uh, set up on the back and try to put your name on the Rock of Fame. Wow! No, 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 no way, man. Wow. Phil, Phil did it. Phil owns that. I, you know what? After no, Mickelson, <laughs> no more. That's we have, it. We have fifteen names up there. The, the homeowner is never going to put his name on the Rock, even though I, of course, I have home field advantage and I hit thousands of shots up there. So I, by dumb luck, I've made it. A number of times, but I've had the likes of Brant Snedeker twice. Wow! Uh, three years apart, four years apart. Nick Faldo, oh, David Nick. Faraday, Billy Horschel, um, Ian Poulter, uh, Tony Romo, and uh, like you said, uh, for all to see that went viral. Phil Mickelson. It's on your favorite YouTube yeah. uh, site. Uh, but we've had fifteen. They all have their name memorialized on a on a boulder there with a plaque. And uh, the the real story is who has not made it. Names like Nicholas and Palmer. Yeah, for Star Trek. Wow, wow. You haven't been yeah. able to get Tiger over there, though, right? I mean, there's not. No- not yet, not yet. But, you know, we've had, um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, today's players, whether it be um, uh, a John Rahm, Gary Woodland, who won the U.S. Open here at Pebble Beach. Um, you know, yeah, they, they've given it their best shot. Yeah, there's been. You know, guys from other sports who have been up there um, who have uh, certainly tried, like Ben Roethlisberger, Clyde the Glide Drexler. Uh, it's a terrible name-dropping right. thing. Hey, guys. Jim, that, Jim that's beautiful. You know, when all the other top announcers are in L.A. and New York, and you go, you know what, screw that. I'm going to Carmel. I mean, that, that's right, it. Man. That, you, you know what? Right that's it. That. I love that you said it that way. You framed it that way because, <laughs> you know, to me, I wanted to follow. I wanted to follow my heart. Where did I want to go? Right. You know, I didn't need to be in New York and in Los Angeles talking about the business all the time. I needed to connect with what my soul was telling me, my heart was telling me, and that was to be out here at Carmel by the Sea and specifically Pebble Beach. And uh, man, it's a blessing. It's just, it's everything I thought it would be. You know, it's a little bit of a risk because I, I would come out here every year to broadcast the golf tournament, and I thought, man, this would be the most awesome place to live. But you don't really know till you get into the rhythm and flow of a daily life what it's like. And it's been everything I expected times 10. Well, I'll tell you what, you're great for business for everybody going out there. Jim, they're screaming at us. I got to let you go. It is so well, great talking short, to you, man. I know. I know we're going to we'll get you again. again. You got it, Jim. Thank you so much. Well, Thanks, guys. It was a great pleasure. Good luck on the season. Can't wait to catch up with you guys. You got it. Joe Rose always landing the whales, and Jim Nance seems like he's a pretty, 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 pretty cool guy. Speaking of being pretty, 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 pretty cool, Hawk and Crowder, they're on 560 The Joe WQAM weekdays from 3 to 6. Earlier today, they were joined by the Miami Herald's Dolphins beat writer, Adam Beasley. So you know they're giving you the lowdown on the Dolphins and maybe who the next Dan Marino may be. And if I'm lucky, I can get the show's executive producer, Alejandro Solana, to stop in and rap with me for a little bit in just a few minutes. And speaking of rap, it is quite an anniversary for that genre today. I'll get to that next here on the Best of the Joe Show. It's the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. 
Here's some of the best audio you've heard over the past 24 hours. Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Happy birthday to the band's drummer, Brad Wilk. I got Alejandro Solana in with us right now from the Hawk and Crowder Show. He's their executive producer. you got to admit, all-time banger. Banger. Goodness gracious. Also, it's the Weasel Zappa's birthday, 50 years old. That is the great Frank Zappa's son. The great Frank Zappa? I, I mean, I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I don't know about Frank Zappa's. Who's that? Let's just enjoy this rage for another second. Oh, man, that is great stuff. We're going to get to another banger that kind of is going down today. Today, though, is a Thursday. We do T-shirt Thursday here at the radio station. We proudly post all of our T-shirts. Got some Inner Miami on right now. You've got a Miami, Florida just T-shirt jacket on. Under the hoodie, though, I am wearing, I'm rocking a WQAM T-shirt. Oh. So, yeah, repping for the station. And the only reason I bring that up is because Tuesday is usually Jersey Tuesday here at the radio station. And this coming Tuesday, it's going to be nothing nice. Oh, uh, you're, you're coming strong? Oh, you know I'm coming strong. Okay. You coming strong? I mean, I've, I've actually uh, I've dropped the ball on Jersey Tuesday the last couple weeks. Uh, but this Tuesday, I will, I will bring it strong with a jersey on Tuesday. The reason I say that is because if you know, or maybe you don't know, I'm a huge U.S. men's national soccer team fan. You are you 100% Uruguayan? I'm 100% Uruguayan. So they're playing each other Tuesday. They are, yeah. Whoo, it is going to be a war. Now, you know, I can't talk on the radio for some contractual reason during the Hogman and Crowder show. So I'm going to be yelling, screaming. Hopefully this glass is soundproof, cheering and chanting on the USA, and I'm sure you're going to have plenty to say about your national team, or one of your national teams, because, you know, well, we know you love the USA also. La Celeste, though, uh, anytime they suit up, that's that's my passion right I there. Understand. Yeah, I understand that 150%, but we will be talking some noise. Jersey, Tuesday, U.S. men's national team versus Uruguay. Going to be a whole lot of fun. From St. Louis, one of the great soccer cities in America, in the world. What's the biggest soccer city in Uruguay? Montevideo, of course, of the course. capital. How would we not know of that course. already? How would of we course. not know that already? Okay, well, you are the executive producer for the Hawkman and Crowder Show, and what we try to do around here is Hawkman Hump Day, where we do the best of a Hawkman and Crowder segment to kind of get us over the hump. Yesterday, some of our programming got preempted, so we missed out. We're having you back on Thursday. Break it down for us. What are we about to hear from the Hawkman and Crowder Show? Well, we were joined by Adam Beasley today in the first hour. He, of course, is a Miami Dolphins reporter, beat writer for the Miami Herald, Knows everything about the Miami Dolphins. He's definitely one of the most plugged-in people at the organization. He's been there. If you follow the Miami Dolphins, you're very familiar with Adam Beasley's work. And and everybody at the Miami Herald, they do an excellent job. Barry Jackson, Adam Beasley, they do an excellent job at covering the team. I know a lot of people are, are a little down. Uh, we are the flagship hope of the Miami Dolphins. But I know a lot of people are very down with some of their recent roster moves. Week 1, coming up on Sunday, Adam Beasley... Mark Hawkman and Channing Crowder, former Miami Dolphin, are going to give you an in-depth look at uh, what you should expect from the quarterback play. They're going to talk to you um, all about the past quarterbacks and then kind of what it means to have Ryan Fitzpatrick starting over Josh Rosen week one against Baltimore. And today, speaking of bangers, a banger of an anniversary when it comes to the world of hip-hop, what did you guys talk about? Today, uh, Young MC, basically the entire theme of the show. You can uh, listen to the Hawkman and Crowder Show podcast 
Find it on WQAM.com. We are simulcasted. All the stations, Papa, as Mark Hawkman likes to say, on our sister station, 790 The Ticket, so at theticketmiami.com as well. Uh, but today's the theme of today's show was all about uh, celebrating Young MC. It was the anniversary. Oh, I'm forgetting the album name. Hawk's going to kill me. Do you have it written in front of you? I do not. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a young MC album. I'm a millennial. I was born I was born like seven years after the album dropped. But I will admit a lot of bangers on that album. It was the one with Bust a Move. That's yeah. all you gotta yeah. say. Hawk, Crowder, Bees, they'll fill you in now. You wanna see Loco? Yeah, this is when Young MC started to get a little sexy on you. This is sexy. This is sexy. I don't think Lyle likes this, man. Do you remember the last time that we celebrated Young MC and the release of this album? Do you remember what happened? He came, his sister was listening. She and he called, called the him show. and had him call the show. Because yeah. it was like five years ago or four years ago that I saw on the, yeah. the 80s Twitter or whatever that it was the anniversary of the release of this CD. And his sister lives in Miami. She was listening. Wow. And so Falero was the producer back then. And. During a commercial break, he's like, there's a dude on the phone that says he's young MC. And I'm like, well, ask him these questions because yep. I haven't to know about, like, I know his real name right. and all that stuff. And he had all the answers. We put him on the air, and I could tell instantly, yeah, that was young MC. And he's Start like, yeah, smiling. My, he's what did like, he say? He's like, my sister told me to call that you guys are <laughs> celebrating the, the release of Stone Cold Ryman. I'm like, yeah, all time banger. The, the question I have is, why is your sister listening to this show? Yeah, I, why is anyone? <laughs> why? Why is anyone listening to this show? I mean, crowd of bees. That's why. <laughs> let's be honest here. Uh, Adam Beasley is with us. He covers the Miami Dolphins for the Miami Herald, and they start their season, a season unlike any other. They start on Sunday. Is there a, a way that you could see them beating the Baltimore Ravens on sure. Sunday? Yeah, if Lamar throws a couple picks and Fitzy goes Fitzy, yeah, of course they could. The line, the line right now is six and a half, and I think it's wildly low. I By would the way, hammer it, the Ravens. So, uh, And we're on the Ravens at minus five. Mm-hmm. We put it in a couple weeks ago before Tunsil got traded, and now it went up to seven and seven and a half even. It's back down to six and a half right now. But I'm having a tough time really figuring out, just based on what Baltimore's done to them recently, I'm having a tough time figuring out. But I guess that that would be an explanation. It's it's this simple. The Ravens had the number one defense last year. The Dolphins' offense is going to be number 30, 31, 32. There's no way the Dolphins are going to be consistently able to score on that team unless there's a bunch of turnovers. And, Bees, you you hit it on a little earlier, but the offense, run game, quick passing game, very simple offense, correct? Yeah, I think uh, you're going to see Kenyon Drake catch like 60 70 balls this year because it's just going to be boom boom out quick get to the running back get you in space and that's their only chance if if they sit back there and five and seven step drops and survey the field and try to throw home run balls to Devonte, pray for ryan yeah. i mean it's but gonna be he's, bad he's smart enough to know that he can't do that you know what i mean like i could see where josh rosen he's gonna you know he's gonna drop back and he's not gonna have pocket awareness and whatever like ryan fitzpatrick knows that he's got to get rid of the ball real quick. i mean but this is also the same dude that trucked a safety in a second preseason game <laughs> true he should so he might have that. a few screws he should loose. know better he's than gonna that. get impatient i've I played against Fitz. I know he's going to get impatient. He's going to try to make that That's big the best play. line of the day. I played against Fitzpatrick, all right? Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. A, a couple of crazy stats. Uh, I wrote this today. Do you know who he threw his first touchdown pass to? No. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's, let's try to figure this out. Was it in Buffalo? I'm not giving you any hints. Who did Ryan Fitzpatrick throw his Lee first Evans. touchdown pass to? I don't know. Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt. Second touchdown That's- pass, Isaac Bruce. Wow. That's crazy. Damn. 2005. That's funny. that's funny. Yeah, he played against them. I mean, that's that's all you yes. need to know about the <laughs> Dolphins' starting quarterback, right? Have you ever heard me read 
the T-shirt. I've got this website, honkedofflikeagoose.com. Yes. You've heard the T-shirt on this because it's a staggering number. It's, it's why I don't have a problem with what the Dolphins are doing. Because the T-shirt kind of tells you how difficult it is to find a quality quarterback. This is every starter, and I preface this, so help you God if you text me Pat White on this one. So help you God. He never started a game. He never started. These are Dolphins starters since Dan Marino. Jay Fiedler, Damon Heward, Ray Lucas, Brian Greasy, A.J. Feely, Sage Rosenfels, Gus Farratt, Dante Culpepper, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck, Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's amazing. It's an unbelievable list of ineptitude. What, what would be even more telling is how many of those guys never started for another team other than the Miami Dolphins. Because if you're good enough and you're, you're Ray Lucas and you're good, someone else will pick you up and you'll play at some point. I, I, he was with the Jets, obviously, right? Before he came to the Dolphins, is that correct? Ray Lucas was with the Jets before, yeah, yeah before the Dolphins. But there is a fig pin. Did he ever play for anybody else? I mean, no. there's a long list of guys that this was their only chance. And I think right now, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick's only chance to be on the field. But it's why I don't mind doing what they're doing, because you can see from that list of quarterbacks, they've never really had the elite of the elite coming out of the draft, well, right? They've let, never let, been in a position to do that. Let me ask you this. Uh, did uh, the, the the Rams tank for Jared Goff? Uh, did they tank? No. no. Did the Eagles tank for Carson, Carson Wentz? Wentz? No. There are ways to get your quarterback without doing what they're okay, doing. Okay, but that being said, though, we've been on a hamster wheel for 15 seasons, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they've tried. We talked about this yesterday. They've tried every different approach, right? Let's go get high-priced, high-profile free agents from Mike Wallace, who was highly coveted that offseason, to Indomitian Sioux, right? They've tried to get players via trade. They've tried to draft a quarterback. They tried Ryan Tannehill. It was a first-round pick. Right. Like They've tried every way to do it. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, they went to the playoffs three years in a row, missed the playoffs one year, and decided, clean house, let's let's be uh, awful yep. and, and because we see a quarterback that we like. They have tried for almost two decades to resolve the problems. They've never been able to do it. This is the first time that they've tried this approach. I think we'll look back at the Ryan Tannehill eras. I mean, everyone can talk crap on Tannehill. I think he was a pretty good quarterback, but that set them back a decade. Because, oh, lost decade. Because uh, they, they kept doubling down the guy that was – a known flawed commodity that he's going to get you so far and that's your ceiling. And they kept doubling and tripling down. What they should have done, Gase got hired to fix Tannehill. The year after he got hurt, 2017, they should have pulled the plug, moved on from then. I think if they would have done that, Dan, gone and gotten Gase's quarterback in the draft, he would still be the head coach. Did any of those guys get you? Because Trent Green and Cole Pepper were the guys. When they came to the team beat, oh. I was like, oh, my goodness. You were on the cover something. of Sports Illustrated. Well, well the, the Dolphins were because yes. they were going to win the Super Bowl. They did Pepper Which get one? You? The Cole Pepper year? Cole yeah. Pepper year. We were favored to win the Super Bowl. I mean, he he was a great quarterback in Minnesota. His, like, knee, there's his no, knee just didn't function. Right. No, I, I don't, <laughs> but I don't think there was a shame. Again, I don't think there's a shame in that. Like, right. again, when I read that list, like, yeah, that was a good approach. They chose the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. We know that. That's been, you know, and the Matt Ryan. Like, they, they you know, like, yeah, there's, there's different things where you can look back and go, they should have done this, should have done that. But they've tried a lot of approaches to find a quarterback since Dan Marino. They've never hit on one. They lucked into Chad Pennington. Yep. He was terrific for a season, 
was exactly what they needed, right? But they've never found an elite quarterback. And if they really believe that Tua or Fromm or even Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. two seasons from now, like if they really believe this guy is as elite as they come, we've looked at him, we've studied him, we need to be in a position because look at that T-shirt, and and we need to be in a position to have an elite quarterback. I don't, I just don't think there's any shame in it. There's there's no shame, but there's going to be pain. Like this year is going to suck. It's going to be terrible. And I would, I feel for the people that back in January, February, not knowing this was going to happen, shelled out the thousands of dollars for season tickets because they're going to go this year, and there'll probably be some paper paper bags on heads, and it's going to be empty. We'll know pretty quickly what their season ticket base is. I think we knew that in the preseason game because they won't sell any season, single game tickets. Like, yeah. like the, the number they announce is their season ticket number because people are not going to walk up to the box office and say, "Hey." Who are the Dolphins playing today? I want to go. Granted, when they play teams that draw well. The from, Eagles, yeah, Philadelphia like will always draw well. But the Bills game, whatever that number announced number is, that's their season ticket base because they're not going to sell a bunch of single-game tickets. Maybe we should go streaking. <laughs> that you know, embrace the fan base. We go streaking. Try to become like. I know uh, if I streak, the women are going to come. I know if I streak, everyone's going to shield their eyes. <laughs> they're going to turn the paper bags the other way. <laughs> they're going to go, man, that is an ugly woman. <laughs> they're going to tape, tape the eye holes back on. <laughs> Why is that ugly bald woman streaking? That's interesting. <laughs> Boy, she's got no shame. <laughs> Proud of her body. Have you guys ever done that, by the way? What's that? Go streaking? Yeah. No, I've he never He went streaked. to a nude beach uh, like like less than a year a ago. over? All over nude beach. Okay, yeah, yeah, I used to live up there, so I would run by there, and I would make sure I ran on the beach. It wasn't what you want to see. No, no, it's not what no, you want to see. I told you, it's, it's about ten percent of positivity. Yeah, and the rest is seventy-five year old. You're looking for women. some saline for your eyes after you leave there. And then it the guy, burns, it burns. But the guy with the baby leg, he walks around all confident. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't want to see that. Put that away. The baby. So what's leg. your uh, what's your prediction, uh, Adam Beasley from the Miami Herald on Dolphins wins for the season? Well, I picked four and twelve in the uh, preview section, but that was also the same preview section that had Larry Tunsil on the cover. <laughs> Man, did you get blasted on that oh, tweet? Dude, they were... That was one of the funniest tweets of all that. The morning, it was like the morning that Tunsil got traded. Beasley comes out with a tweet that says, "Well, I feel safe saying this now. <laughs> we were nervous about having this cover, but Laramie's fine." And uh, and then he gets traded. Tens of thousands of people have dunked on me in the week since then. <laughs> I mean, it's like the slam dunk contest on my head. So, yeah. so you pick. Four and twelve, but in, I don't believe that. that anymore. I think two, three wins, something like that. Yeah, this is gonna be a painful season. A season unlike anything you've ever experienced. I like it. It's a good marketing campaign, it I think, is. right? Because you're not really, you're not locked into anything. Right. Like you can't call your season ticket rep and go, "Wait, you promised me uh, a great season." No, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I promised you a season unlike anything you've ever been through before. Like when your kids say, "Watch this for their magic trick." <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, wow. That's actually not a bad slogan. Watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I think you came up with it. 2019 (laughs) Dolphins. Watch this. (laughs) It's like, it's it's Brian Flores up there with flash paper. (laughs) What? What am I looking for? I don't know. Just watch this. We're one in ten. I don't care what anybody says. I'm excited about the Dolphins game this weekend, and hopefully you are too. Of course, you can listen to the pregame, the postgame, the whole game. Right here on 560 The Joe WQAM. Let's check in on what Brian Flores has to say about the new players' first game on the t- team of the Dolphins. Uh, we have had um, some turnover here. The, the, the one thing I'd like to say is, you know, I like that we've been aggressive trying to bring in players that we feel uh, will, will, will 
will help this team and uh, and better the roster. You know, I like I like that that that, that aggressive approach. Um, you know, as far as getting them ready, you know, we got to coach them. Uh, that's that's part of our job. We've got a good staff. Uh, it's something we talk to about as a staff, and you know, finding the best way uh, to get these new guys up to speed and um, in roles where they can they can play fast. I think these guys are focused on Baltimore. Uh, that's what I see. Um, I think the uh, the attentiveness, the you know, the preparation. Guys were in here yesterday watching film and. Um, you know, it's their day off, but they're in here and they're you know, lifting and watching film and getting a workout in. And uh, I think that's where the focus is. So, uh, and I think that's where it should be. Um, again, this is a tough team. This is a physical team. This is a well-coached team. You know, we're going to have to play well, uh, you know, in all three phases, you know, in this game to have a chance. So um, I think that's where the focus is. Uh, not on anything else, not on a turnover, not on, uh, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's on that. That's so I know I haven't had any conversations that way. If you can't wait for football in your life until this Saturday, one o'clock, Dolphins, Ravens, in just a few minutes, we're gonna have that big Packers Bears game on right here. If you can't wait to find out more about the radio station, all you have to do, go to our website, WQAM.com. You can download the podcast there or wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter at 560 WQAM. Give me a follow at Dan Day Radio. That's right. I am Dan Day, and I'll be back tomorrow night with the best of the Joe Show, where we're going to be running back some of the best audio you've heard over the past 24 hours right here on 560 The Joe, WQAM. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.